Father, we offer ourselves to You. We open ourselves up to You for You to do what You would want to do, God. Thank You that Your presence is life-giving. Thank You that in Your presence there is Your incredible love, Your amazing peace. And God, if there's anyone here that needs to know Your love and Your incredible peace, I pray that they would know that right now from the very beginning of the service, that they would receive your incredible love and your amazing peace right now. God, I thank you that you are a God who is able to do more than we can even imagine. And God, we invite you to do more than what we can imagine. We thank you, God, that you are God Almighty, God all-powerful. We invite you to show off your power, God, tonight. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. We lift you up. We give you all the glory, all the honour. In Jesus' name, we praise you. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to get to praise God now. We can't hold anything back, right? So we're going to go crazy. And you guys need to go crazy too. Not hold him back.
My Bible tells me that my God is worthy of all praise. Yeah? Hey, my God is a God who deserves to be praised endlessly. Hey, I want to pick that up because we worship a God who does deserve all of our praise. He deserves all that we have. He deserves to, 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 for us to pour out ourselves before Him and lift Him up. So come on, let's, let's, let's just get back into that. Endless praise, come on. Let's praise endlessly. To you, let endless praise resound every night and day, and with no delay, let endless praise resound. put you in your proper place above all lift it up Lord we invite you here our hearts are open we submit ourselves before you and ask for you to do what you want to do we're here for you Lord encounter us shift us change our lives transform us for your glory for your kingdom amen amen grab a seat I realize that we couldn't endlessly do that song because endless is a long time hey well, my name is Peter and I uh, lead the young adults here. And if this is your first time, or if it's not your first time, we'd just love to welcome you to Activate Church. If it is your first time or second time, you consider yourself a guest, would you give me a wave? We've just got our host team. We'd like to give you a bag that will share you, give you a bit of information about who we are. So if that's your first or second time, give me a wave. We'd love to get to know who you are. Awesome. Church, hey, why don't we welcome our guests? Well, Cool. Massive welcome to you guys. Uh, young adults have just come back from camp out at Raglan, which has been awesome. Oh, come on, guys. Let me, no, let me try that again. Young adults have just come back from a camp out of Raglan. It's been a phenomenal time of uh, encountering God, setting time apart to, to seek Him and, and see what He wants to do and, and uh, what He has for our lives. And we're going to hear... Uh, testimony about that in a little bit but uh, why don't we do birthdays has anyone had a birthday or anniversary or Michaela come down the front there's anyone else who's had something worth celebrating or a birthday or anniversary yeah how, how old how old Michaela how old I am old 21 big 21 Awesome, and we have another. Cool. Hey, church, why don't we stand with us every week? 
as a family. Okay, let's speak some blessing. Cool. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. Hey, isn't it cool that we can declare blessing over people in our own family? I think that's cool. And there's real power in that, being able to do that. Cool. We've got one notice tonight. So this Wednesday night, uh, there is an encounter night at Papakura. And that is a church up in Auckland, just below Auckland. And they have a guy called Fergus McIntyre, I think his name is. McIntyre. He's an awesome guy. Uh, he's strong in the prophetic, and it's going to be an incredible night. We're going to try, well, we're, we're aiming to take a bus along. So this Wednesday night, is anyone doing anything? No, you guys are all on study break, so you've got nothing to do. So this Wednesday night, you've got to be here. We're taking a bus up, bring some goodies for the bus trip. But we're going on a church road trip, so this is where you want to be. We're going to head up, we're going to hang out, we're going to encounter God, get some prophetic stuff going on, and that's where you want to be, all right? Wednesday night, where are you going to be? On the bus. And you need to RSVP. You can sign up out at the hub tonight. See Vicky, she'll sort you out. Otherwise, you can call into the office during the week, and they will also suss you out. By tomorrow. You're running out of time, guys. You've got to make it happen tonight, all right? Cool. Hey, uh, I've got Robin to come and share a testimony about camp, something that happened on camp. So let's give him a clap as he comes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, um, it's a brilliant camp. So thank you, Peter, for all the work you've done for that. It was awesome. But yeah, it was awesome. So I guess my testimony tonight is something that happened last night. Wait, was it? Yeah, last night. So I guess I'm, I'm using this just as an encouragement for you guys because it was something which, because of my stepping out in faith, I saw something awesome happen. So where, where it started was we had a, um, a little workshop which was learning to hear the voice of God. And then afterwards, the bravest or the people who were brave enough to want to do it, we, the plan was to do a treasure hunt and go into Raglan. So I asked God beforehand what the people who He wants us to pray for in Raglan and what their problems are. So we had this big list of, of things like guy with a red jacket, takeaway shop, pedestrian crossing and all these things. So we went into town in faith that God would would point us to the right person. And like I was absolutely terrified. I think there were only two of us young adults who actually end up having I think the guts to to do it, which is a bit of a bit sad to be honest. But I was absolutely terrified but because I stepped up because man, it was also me and Nikki if Nikki's here I don't know probably not anyway so because of us stepping up we saw something awesome happen so we were walking through town so I had takeaway shop on my my little list so we're like alright that'll be a pretty good place to start let's walk towards there so we got to the takeaway shop and then we stopped we look around and there's a couple sitting on the bench we're like okay maybe let's keep on thinking and then there's like, oh pedestrian crossing right there someone else in the group okay and then suddenly a dog starts barking, which was something someone else had written. And it's, we made us, it was like, whoa, this is, that's pretty crazy as it is. So like, obviously we've got to go and pray for this couple sitting on this bench. So we went up to them, hey, can just sort of said who we are, what we're trying to do. We're just trying to learn the voice of God and 
can we please pray for you? Is there anything we can pray for you? And they said, no, we don't, we don't, pretty much we don't want your prayer. And we said, they were like, oh, heck. And then just out of the blue, the, the lady starts coughing. And then one of the guys, Daniel, comes forward. He's like, you don't have a throat infection, do you? She's like, yeah, why? We, he pulls out his list and literally says there, one of the like five things he had, throat infection. And then we showed our list, park, uh, the pedestrian crossing, takeaway shop, barking dog. And they looked around and their faces just lit up. They're like, what the heck? This is ridiculous. So he said, hey, can we, why don't, why don't, can we pray for you, please? Can we pray for your throat to be, to be healed? And you just see their faces lit up. And then they said, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. Why not? And we're, we're not 100% sure if we got healed or not, but just the fact that we were able to do that is a testimony. I guess my, my thought today around it was, like, God doesn't do things by halves. When, he, when we step out, He will meet us there. Like, I thought, it's sort of similar to the Gideon story where God cut down the army to a point where there was no doubt that it was God. There was no doubt that God had put us there. There was no doubt that God, because He put more than, we would have been happy with one sign, but there was four. And it's just, yeah, I'd encourage you guys, if you ever get a chance, just step out and do it, because, yeah, God's pretty cool. So cool. We serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. Hey, why don't we stand as we continue with our worship? I would encourage you tonight, don't struggle. God wants to encounter you. Don't need to struggle. God is here. Rest in that. God's inviting you. Rest in that. So don't struggle tonight. God wants to encounter you. Cool. So we're going to go back into time of worship. So there's an awesome space up the front if you want to come and come and have a bit of time with God, or even in your seats is awesome. But yeah, let's just get back into some worship. thousand stories of what they think you're like but I've heard the gentle whisper of love in the dead of night and tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Oh, and I sing. Searching for answers far and wide, but I know that they're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you know just what we need before we say a word. 
It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. This good, good Father, He wants to speak to you now. Just open yourself. Just listen. So 
your feet again Everything I am Reaching out I surrender And sweep me up in your love again And my soul will dance On the wings of forever Come find me here at your feet again Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We're singing about surrender. Jesus says, surrender to me, come to me, all you are burdened. Right now, if you're carrying things you know you shouldn't, if you're feeling burdened, Jesus is asking you, come to me. All you're required to do is humble yourself before him. Come to Jesus. We're going to pick up that chorus again. And in this moment, simply come. That's all Jesus is asking. And you will find rest for your soul. You will find rest.
thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for your love and your grace. Look, God, for the, for the fact that we can just come into your presence, Lord God, and you can speak. Look, God, we can't uh, comprehend the fullness of your love, but thank you that we can experience you moving. Lord, I pray for each and every single one of us here, Lord, that tonight we would know something of your intimacy. That every single person would walk out of here knowing you in a deeper, knowing you in a greater way. Lord, I pray for every wall every mindset, Lord. I pray that that is broken, that is not of your will, Lord. I pray that tonight we would just grow closer to you. Lord God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, band. One of God, a, uh, a hand, isn't he a good God? Yeah. Come on. Come on. So um, I actually really think God, is, God has got a plan, uh, which is, you know, you kind of, kind of hope that. But I really believe that God has got a plan uh, for us, Lord, for his church. But at the moment, about two months, or maybe not two months, maybe six weeks ago, God spoke to me really clearly, and he said, I want you to talk on intimacy next time you speak. And then I was, I was chatting to Peter uh, this week, and I was saying, so, so what's, kind of, what's kind of the idea uh, of Young Adults Camp? And he was, he was just talking about, it's just going after an encounter with God, uh, intimacy with God. And I'm like, man, so God, God wants us to be close. God wants us to push into him. God's got an agenda. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about intimacy with God uh, tonight. But just before we get into all of that, my name is Luke Ferber. I'm on staff here. I help with the uh, youth. Uh, it's so much fun with those guys. And, and uh, this is my first time, actually. I get to say I've got a fiancé on stage. Come on. Come on, everybody. And... And you can go look at her finger. The ring arrived on Thursday from uh, having it custom made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I won't, I won't, won't go into costs or anything like that. But uh, we will continue with uh, looking at uh, God's goodness. So as, if this is your first time here, as a church, we've been looking at the goodness of God and how we show goodness. And uh, so I'm going to continue with that, and I'm going to uh, teach how it relates to intimacy. But I've also been doing a, uh, a series this year on looking at Christians who have brought goodness to our world. And uh, I, I, just, I just think sometimes we, we might forget that we come, as Christians, we come from a great legacy of people doing awesome things in this world. And we should be proud to call ourselves Christians uh, for, for the amazing things. So last, 
Last time I spoke, I spoke about William Wilberforce and the abolition of the slave trade. And he was a a committed, uh, Holy Spirit-believing Christian that really just pursued uh, God, and and that was really awesome. And so tonight I'm going to talk about someone a lot less well-known. He is still alive today, and uh, we will get into that. But uh, we are broadcasting all over, all from all to all around the world tonight. Uh, so I want everyone to go high world on three, two, one. High world. Great. And so um, you can follow me at, at Luke Ferb. I'm going to put a plug in here. I need more followers. Um, so it's on Periscope app, um, other, uh, Twitter. Go through that, and that's there. So uh, the world will be listening unless my phone dies of battery. Then it won't. Um, but that was cool. Me and, uh, me and uh, Daniel uh, were, were periscoping this afternoon. We had 100 people listening in on our conversation. Uh, so it's quite ridiculous, actually. But it was quite fun. It was a stupid conversation, but it was a conversation nonetheless. So let's get into it. Romans 12, it says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, a walking around life. Place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you as the best that you can do for Him. So don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. I just love that. That's, I just keep going back to that this year. And uh, I've just got this little saying that I'm going after this year. That if you're not leading culture, culture is leading you. And people that bring goodness uh, to a situation, people that, uh, that just show God's love, they are people that, are, that live lives that aren't, uh, uh, flip, I lost the word, uh, that aren't, you know, following culture. They are actually leading. They're actually pushing into something brand new. And uh, I just, I just want to be one of those people that I go into a situation and the culture doesn't dictate who I am, but I lead. And uh, intimacy with God is, I think, something that will help us do that. Intimacy with God is something that will actually be in uh, the intimacy if we have that, there'll be an overflow of that, which means we'll actually bring, uh, be bringing goodness uh, to wherever we go. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Dan Bowman. Now, Dan Bowman, he was born in Los Angeles, California. He grew up there. He went to Al Camino, something, someone probably can pronounce that better than me, junior college, transferred to Wheaton College. He got his, uh, uh, he finished his bachelor's degree there. Then he joined uh, Youth with a Mission, YWAM, moved to Afghanistan, and worked as a volunteer at an eye hospital. I love that. He went and got a business degree and decided to work in an eye hospital. I mean, it's not like, I'm going to get a business degree, and then I'm going to work in an eye hospital. I'm like, I don't, I don't really get that. But he was just listening to the call of God that, that called him to go to um, Afghanistan. And he just, he worked there, continued to work there five years full-time, uh, and then another four years part-time. He worked as the administrator in that eye hospital, helping the Afghani people. In 1997, he went on a two-week visit to Iran. 
sharing about the love of Jesus. He, uh, he and his friend were arrested on false charges, which eventually led to them having, uh, him having two death sentences on his life. And he was miraculously released after nine, uh, nine weeks in prison. He's written a book called uh, In Prison in Iran and shares the details of uh, God's uh, miracle working power uh, in that book. And I've got a really short um, kind of clip where he's talking about that. But just before we get uh, to the clip, I'll give you the background. As you can find this clip as well on YouTube under Dan Bowman, and it's full 15 minutes, so it's really good. But this is just a short. So Dan was uh, arrested, as I said, um, and he was put in prison. He was getting beat up every single day. He was being accused of being a spy. And the problem with being accused of being a spy when you're in prison, if you're not a spy, is that every time they interrogate you, you actually have nothing to say. Right? Like, you can't be like, I actually was spying on you, now can you stop beating me up? Like, you can't do that because you've got nothing to say. So you just go, no, I'm not a spy. So you just kind of look like you're a great person that enjoys being beat up every day and doesn't want to give away your secrets. And so uh, for nine weeks, day after day, he would go into interrogation. He, would be, uh, he was being tortured every single day by this one guy and one guy is who we're going to hear about. But he, at the start, he... Uh, he just feels a little lost. He doesn't really know why he's in prison and why God would send him to prison. And for, I think it's for about two weeks, he just struggled. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't understand what God was doing and he couldn't feel God around him. There was no intimacy. And then just one day, he, uh, he had this miraculous encounter and he began to just have this great intimacy with Jesus. He had this great, where he would just have conversations and God appeared to him very, very, uh, in a real, real way. And so we're going to pick the story up there as he's just started to begin this uh, level of intimacy with Jesus. And uh, we're going to watch uh, the video. God began to challenge me with his love for our enemies. And he said this, he's like, Dan, ask me what I think about this man. And he asked me the question about the man who was my interrogator, the man who beat me, the man who seemed to hate me the most. And it was a few days into it that I finally asked God, okay, yeah, what do you think of this man? And at that moment, yeah, my heart opened up and I began to see God's love for this man, how he loved him from the beginning, how he made him, how he loved his family, and I'll never forget the last day I saw him. I remember on this day thinking, oh my gosh, what's he gonna do today? And at that moment, I remember looking at him and I said this. I said, sir, if I'm gonna see you the rest of my life, every day, why don't we become friends? He's like, no, that's impossible. And I said, sir, you can start by telling me your name. And I stuck out my hand to him and I said, sir, let's be friends. And as I stuck out my hand to shake his hand, he just stood there and he froze. And after a few minutes, he started to shake. And then all of a sudden, I saw his hand creep towards mine and he shook my hand. And as he's shaking my hand, I saw these tears start to roll down his face. And for about 10 minutes, he just shook my hand and tears streaming down his face. And he finally looks at me and he says this. 
He's like Dan, and he calls me by my name. My name is Razak, and I would love to be your friend. And it caused me to see that there is no heart too hard for Jesus, that he can change the hardest heart. God taught me to love my enemies. I heard these guards talking about the foreigners, me and my friend. They're Christians, they follow Jesus. And another one was said, oh, these foreigners, they knew they could have problems when they came here, but they have purpose. They've got a reason to live and a reason to die. And that's what I want. And I heard three of these men say, yeah, today we are gonna follow Jesus. We are gonna follow the way. And if that was part of the reason why God allowed me down there, uh, yeah, so be it. And just like, yeah, those guards in prison, I, I long for people to know today how good Jesus is, that he can rescue us in the midst of pain, in the midst of our shame, our brokenness. He wants to meet us and that he is good no matter what we're going through and that he loves us. I found out indirectly that I was under two death sentences, one for being a missionary, one for being a spy. And again, in that prison, I heard executions, yeah, quite regularly. And it was my moment in a courtroom. I stood on the stand, hundreds of people in the room, video cameras, judges. And then came the question, tell us today, sir, why? Why did you come to Iran? Something rose up within me that, yeah, the power of God. And I remember looking at the judge and saying this, I came to Iran to tell you about Jesus Christ. And when I said that, I'm like, oh, what did I say? <laughs> and all of a sudden I said it again. And then I said it again. And then something started to grow in my heart. And for about 20 minutes, I just preached the gospel. So uh, that's uh, a incredible testimony. And it, and it, goes, it goes on um, that he was released under some weird technicali technicality about his uh, parents being Swiss, and there was a relationship between, and it's and it's just incredible. But his story, uh, his story, trans, uh, completely changed from the moment he had this encounter. He was just lost and alone. But then he started to grow. He started to have conversation with God. He started to uh, just started to ask God why, and God met uh, met with him and just started to ask him questions. And that's when God started to do a miraculous work is when that intima uh, the intimacy started to grow between him. Dan Bowman's got this uh, quote, which, which I really love. And this quote, is, um, this quote is how I found the guy. And it's everything we do for God will be an overflow of our intimacy with him. Everything we do for God will be the overflow of intimacy with him. Me and Pastor Ray were talking about that quote this week, and um, I really like it, but I would change it. I would change just one word in it, and it's the word for. And uh, Pastor Ray, it was actually Pastor Ray's idea, I won't take the credit for that, but, um, but everything we do with God will be the overflow of intimacy with God. It doesn't quite flow as nicely, right? But the idea is powerful, that everything we do with God will be from the overflow of intimacy with Him. The reason why I, I changed that is I think for me, 
I tend to go, God, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Do I need to, like, what do I need to do in this school? What do I do, need to do in this relationship? What do I need to do here and there? What am I going, and I'm doing all this stuff for, 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 but with is about walking on a journey together. I think with is, is a whole lot more about going out and changing your workplace with God. It's a lot more about intimacy, about going into have a have a heart or have a conversation with a family member when you're doing that with God. I think there's a, a lot more support. There's a lot more of this intimacy, intimacy and walking out life. In Matthew uh, seven verses twenty-one to twenty-three. It says this, On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. I did stuff for God. I was doing stuff for you, Lord. Lord, I was, doing, I was going out for you. But I will reply, I never knew you. Man, that is convicting for me. Man, that is hard. You can, I'm worshipping for you, Lord. I'm showing a good face. I'm, I'm even at school doing this or university or work doing that. I would hate to get there. But I tried so hard. And God's like, I didn't want you to try hard. I wanted you to be with me. I wanted to know you. I wanted to know you personally. Matthew 6.6. Uh, 6. It's, it's a powerful verse, and it says this. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there, simply and honestly, as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. My main idea for tonight is this. God's intimacy comes from His goodness. Our goodness will come from His intimacy. You see, when we have intimacy with God, then goodness is going to overflow. Goodness is going to be something that is outworked. But if we strive for just goodness, for just doing, it's not an indicating factor that we'll have intimacy. So what is intimacy? That's probably a good thing. So what I'm going to do is, uh, a lot of your minds might go, uh, when I talk about intimacy, to sexual. So what we're going to do is we're going to get that whole idea, if that's where your mind was going, put it over here in a box. It's not what I'm talking about, so we'll just leave it over there. Pastor Sheridan can talk about that at some point. That will be good. This is what uh, the dictionary would say a close, familiar, usually affectionate, a loving, uh, personal relationship with, with another person or a group, and a close association or a deep knowledge, oh, sorry, a detailed knowledge or a deep understanding, an act or an expression of serving uh, as a token of familiarity or affection. They give one example. Intimacy can be like when your school teacher, right? You're at school and you've got to go, 
Yes, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, Mr. Smith. But intimacy uh, can be a start when you start to call them Greg. Hey, Greg. That's, that's a change of intimacy, a permission to come into a space. And uh, I really liked, um, the dictionary had that to say, so that was really good. Um, the quality, uh, a quality of being comfortable or warm or familiar. I thought how I'd describe that since I'm just recently engaged is, is using uh, my fiance, Erin. She told me I wasn't allowed to do this, so it's going to be fun. No, she didn't. She's, she was okay with it. Um, so Erin, she was uh, born and has lived all her life except for study in the Waikato. She, uh, she went to St. Peter's, or she went to Matamata Christian School, then she went to St. Peter's School, then she went off uh, to university to study pharmacy. She did four years up in Auckland, um, survived long distance relationship. Come on. Uh, none of you have been, okay. Yeah. Come on. Um, and then past top of her class in ASEP dispensing. Don't ask me what that is, but ask her. Uh, something to do with something. And then came back to Hamilton for me. Um, and now works as an academic pharmacist studying to become a full qualified star, uh, pharmacist. Her parents are Nelson and Robin, and they uh, live and work on a farm, dairy farmers. They're awesome, awesome people. Now you know about Erin, right? Are you, do you have an intimacy with Erin? Hope not. Um, <laughs> but I can tell you this. If she puts a full stop, the end of a text. I am in trouble. <laughs> I can tell you this about Erin, that her face will just light up if I go get a cupcake from Girl on a Swing and deliver it to her at work or a nice piece of fruit. I know that Erin struggles with Coca-Cola. I know that if I force Erin to watch rugby every single uh, week for six months, she'll never want to watch it again, which happened. Um, <laughs> so I might get away with the finals next week. But as I get to know Erin, as our intimacy grows, as we begin to uh, do life with one another, I begin to learn more things. I begin to learn more about her amazing personality. I, learn, I get to listen to what her speech is like when she's happy, and I can pick that up a lot quicker. Or I know if she's grumpy because I can hear that in her voice. Most of the time, it's awesome. And I can know those things that will just make her smile that a lot of you won't. And that will comes from doing a journey together. That comes from a level of intimacy and where we can just go and go forward. And I think it's really similar with God. He might not want cupcakes, but he definitely wants our time. He definitely wants us to, to get into a place where we're just open and honest before him. Matthew 6.6, 6, it says this again. 
here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet place, a secluded place, a place so you, uh, a secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. I think that's really easy, role playing. Man, I've got to get my prayer done. I've got to read my Bible. Thanks, God, you're awesome. You praise Jesus. But actually going to God and being real, hey, God, I'm really struggling with this. And spending time where you're allowing God to come into that. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense His grace. Intimacy is about grace. I love how it ends with grace. No matter what you're going through, no matter how you view yourself, no matter if you think you're not good enough for the God that created the heavens and the earth, no matter what you're going through, God is a God that wants to know you with great intimacy. And it's by His grace that we're able to come into that place. It's not about what we can do. We can't earn our way into that. But it's about simply coming before Him as you are, honestly. Intimacy is a journey, as I kind of alluded to. Is that example with Aaron is as we grow to know each other, there our journey continue, uh, grows and we begin to know each other better and better. And it is the same with God. Is that my intimacy with God is not like it was a year ago or when I just got saved when I was 13. There have definitely been power, powerful moments and things have been different, but I begin to learn more about God. As the longer I spend time with Him, the closer I know Him when I can pick up His voice a little easier when I'm just doing life. And so we've got to be quick that we don't look at someone else and go, I want what they've got. Because I think that's so easy in church. I want to be able to pray like that person prays. I want to be able to prophesy like that person. And instead just focusing on God, God, I'm just coming before you. Lord, I want to hear your voice so that when the time comes, I can step out. And just constantly going, God, and communing with him, having that intimacy with him. Last, uh, one of the last things, intimacy takes two. You see, if Aaron didn't want a bar of soap for me, and uh, I wanted that intimacy, I wanted to know Aaron, it would be called stalking. Um, which may have, no, I'm just kidding. Um, But I think we've got to go, God, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you? But you've got to go, man, am I causing any blockages? Am I actually going after God? Or is it this kind of false kind of action? Are you allowing God to actually come into your space? Are you intentionally sitting in time? If you say, I want intimacy with God, but you never actually set time aside, if you never actually open the Bible, if you never actually pray, you'll never experience 
that intimacy with God that God so, so, so wants to have with each and every single one of us. As I was, as I was writing this, I, I really had a sense that um, some of you struggle, or some of us, we all struggle with intimacy, and that you're trying to earn your way into it. And you're trying to go, oh man, I've got this wrong, I've got that wrong. If I get the band up, that would be great. I've got this, I've got that, and I'm, you know, as soon as I quit this, as soon as I can actually sit down and read my Bible for 10 minutes, as long as I, you know, when I can look in the mirror and, and love myself, then I think God will love me. Then I think I'll be able to start this intimacy with God. Or when I can worship proudly when I can worship just freely, that's when. But God's just saying, Matthew 6, 6, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet place, a quiet, secluded place so that you won't be tempted to role play. Just be there and simply and honestly, uh, just be there simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense his grace. So we have to do to go after that intimacy with God. That word at the bottom, grace, as I talked about earlier, that's God wanting to have relationship with you. You see, all through, since the start of the Bible, the start of the world when God created us, we've been just running away. And God's been actively pursuing His children, actively pursue, pursuing you and me. And intimacy, it starts with relationship. And Jesus came down to this earth to, to show us how to live and teach us about love and about bringing goodness. And then after 33 years on this earth, He died on a cross for our sin, for our shame, but so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could have intimacy. If church, you could all uh, bow your head and close your eyes. This is something we do at every service at Activate Church. We want to give a chance for anyone here that doesn't have that relationship with God to start the journey of intimacy and knowing Him. And simply all we want you to do is uh, shoot up your hands when I say, and, and that's just a response saying, God, I want you in my life. I want to know Jesus. I want to have my sin, my shame paid for. And I want to live life with God by my side. So I hand my life over to you. So if there's anyone here that's saying, I really want to start that journey of knowing God closer in an intimate way. I'd love you to just put up your hand. There's one person watching just to see you so we can pray with you afterwards. And you're making that decision making that decision to start a relationship in this life, walking with God. 
and for eternity. So if there's anyone here, we'll leave it for a couple of moments so you can put your hand up and respond and start that incredible relationship with God. It will be the best decision you'll ever make. I I thank you for your church Lord Lord God I thank you that you've called and you love every single one of us that you've called us into a place where you love us so much that you want to meet with us you want to know us intimately Lord and so Lord right now we just say God we just we just strip off we just let go of anything our role playing before you our lies that we tell ourselves Lord so that we can know you in a a true intimate way Amen Church why don't you stand with me Awesome I really want to continue um the worship that we're having before and and giving us all a chance to do some business with God. Do some business where we take that role playing off, we take those ideas and how we're lived and just come simply and honestly before God. So the band's going to sing in a second, but if you have struggled with intimacy with God or you want to know God in a greater more personal ways. We're going to sing and you come forward and you can spend some time. Spend some time just being open and honest before God. And my firm belief is that God is going to meet you in the most profound, intimate way. That there'll be freedom like you've never experienced and there'll be this overflow of grace and love in your life so just ask that question ask God that question fill your eyes closed now just focusing on Him is my intimacy with you Lord is that where you want it to be and am I having a growing intimacy with you. If your answer is you don't know, you're unsure, just you want more, I invite you up to the front and we're going to sing, Good, Good Father. But this is a time to do some business with God. Thank you. stories of what they think you're like 
that I've heard The tender whispers of love In the dead of night And you tell me That you're pleased And that I'm never alone You're a good, good father It's who you are it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Oh, I've seen many searching for answers, far and Searching for answers, only you provide us. Just what we need before we say a word. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved. It's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. I am 
Continue this time of ministry. Thanks, Luke, for for the word you brought in. Hey, intimacy with God. We would love to pray with you and continue to pray with you. If you're looking for intimacy with God because it is crucial, it is key. We need it in our lives. I encourage you to give out the front and the back as you go. We have giving stations, so I encourage you to do that as you go. If you're a young adult, there is no set place to go tonight so take someone out for coffee take someone out for uh, dessert go do something with someone or go have a sleep or go have a sleep cool well let me pray for you as you go thank you father i declare your blessing over each and every person here your favor to walk with them god your goodness to follow them father i pray that you give us encouragement and strength to step out in you the fullness of what you're calling us to, to live as true disciples of Christ, a real life in you, showing Jesus wherever we walk. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would infill us with the power to do that, with the confidence to walk full of faith in you. Declare blessing and favour of each and every one of these people here tonight. Each of us. Amen. Amen.